there's this ton of opportunity, but you don't have the time to go after the right kind of business. So the most profitable and fun to deliver. So you really just take the work that comes in the door and it's not exactly the best work, but it brings in the cash and it keeps the team busy. Hopefully gives you that bandwidth to be able to hire more and get past this mess. But maybe that pulls you back in to the day-to-day more because it's actually more custom work. And the client maybe is becoming this pain in the neck and really could be in this industry where you have to learn more. And so what ends up happening is you get pulled more in the day-to-day as you take on this ill-fitting work. So you have to work more on the business now and you're really feeling stuck and just thinking like, man, there has got to be a better way. Is your current success putting a lot of demands on you? If you're good at what you do, and you are, then everyone wants you. But that's no way to scale. If you're delivering spectacular results, you should be commanding higher fees, working with only the best clients. Welcome to the Hands Off CEO Podcast, where world-class agency owners and consultants learn how to fully monetize their expertise and scale profits by doing less. Here's your host, Mandy Ellison. Hi, my name is Mandy Ellison, host of the Hands Off CEO Podcast. So I want to tell you a story about when my husband and I were engaged. So we were going to meet his parents. We were driving from college in Idaho, and we were driving all the way down to Las Vegas, where his parents lived at the time, where they were stationed for a military assignment. So here I am going to meet his parents for the first time. And we're driving my husband's car. The starter was broken on. It was this little Nissan Sentra, a little two-door Nissan Sentra white. And it was such a clunker. We had to push start this car all the way to Las Vegas. And we got pretty good at push starting the car. We would park it on top of the hill and we would just be able to pop the clutch and get it right back into gear. The time was, wasn't so good though. Is like when we were at a a stoplight and it stalled and maybe it was on a hill, but like the other way around and we're like, ah, what do we do? So I'd be in the driver's seat, ready to pop the clutch. My husband would be in the back. He'd be pushing the car and we'd get it into gear. And it was really awkward. And Zach, one of our growth consultants on our team, he actually shared this story about how he had actually had to do that on his own. He'd have to push start his own car without another person's help. So Here's the thing is that this is kind of like the place where a lot of consulting CEOs get stuck, where agency and consultants, the CEOs get stuck in this, what we call this entrapment cycle. There's this dynamic where you need to hire more experts to help you deliver the growth, but then you need more cash flow to be able to hire them. So you need more sales to generate more cash, but then you need more capacity to make sales without fear of quality slipping. And so There's this ton of opportunity, but you don't have the time to go after the right kind of business. So the most profitable and fun to deliver. So you really just take the work that comes in the door and it's not exactly the best work, but it brings in the cash and it keeps the team busy. Hopefully gives you that bandwidth to be able to hire more and get past this mess. But maybe that pulls you back in to the day-to-day more because it's actually more custom work. And the client maybe he's becoming this pain in the neck and really could be in this industry where you have to learn more. And so what ends up happening is you get pulled more in the day-to-day as you take on this ill-fitting work. So you have to work more on the business now and you're really feeling stuck and just thinking like, man, there has got to be a better way. 
So we have this whole cycle that we go through and show kind of what's going on this when our executive briefings, and I can tell you a little more about them if you want to come to one of them at some point. Take that last Pete out if you want to come to Moose. So in our executive briefing, we have this entrapment cycle that kind of explains what's actually going on here that keeps the CEO stuck in there. And it's very much like trying to pop the clutch and get the car started and kind of running back and forth between pushing the car and jumping in to pop the clutch. And it's an exhausting process where you have to do a lot of it, but you have to actually stop the car to be able to go get the starter in place to be able to fix this whole thing. And so that's part of the problem is that to really fix the problem, you might have to stop it for a minute to be able to actually fix it. And then the car will actually run really well on its own. You don't have to start, stop, start, stop, where you have to be the one actually pushing that and making that happen. So this cycle is just so challenging. And really the impact of this is that it turns your business into a time for money model. So even though you have a team, even though you have obligations of managing a team, of leading a team, of of meeting payroll, you have all these responsibilities, but still you're stuck in this time for money model where the only way that you can make more money is to work more hours. So if you stop working hours, say you want to take a vacation, what happens? Your company, it stops making money without you being there. And that's okay for it if it's a week or two, but what if it's four weeks? What if it's a couple months? What if there was a reason why you actually had to be gone? What would be left of your business if you were gone for two months? So those are some things to think about because it's not just about growth, but it's also like how sustainable is this long-term? And if you're taking actions that aren't sustainable, how long can you continue operating that way before it, it you hit a wall and you can no longer do it? So. I wanted to share today with you some things that you can do, what you need to have in place for an effective scale strategy. And then in a later podcast episode, we'll actually be talking about into more detail around what those things look like. So here's the four things that you need to actually successfully scale and be able to remove yourself from this entrapment cycle so that you can really be driving off into the sunset and create whatever level growth you want. So first of all, you need to have the cash to scale. The cash to scale, that's going to be able to get you from this push starting your car. So to be able to have the cash to scale, you need to have an ability to price your services based on value versus just marking up hours. So a lot of consultants, a lot of agencies will look around and say, well, you know what? This is kind of the general amount that agencies can go for. So we're going to charge that. Maybe we're going to go on the high end of that. But they're stuck in this paradigm where they're still at this time for money model, because if you're charging based on marked up hours, guess whose hours your clients want? It's you. Yeah. They're going to want you as the CEO because you're the most valuable. So that's why you're constantly going to be continued to be pulled back in to the day-to-day. So you need to be able to get the cash to scale. You need to have to be able to move to value-based pricing to really be able to charge the full amount of what your service is really worth. And then what that will allow you to do is to be able to bring on a manager or uh, train and develop your current manager to really take over the client management and the delivery and really leading the team and constantly in improving the, the systems that are needed for fast growth. And their job really is to increase profits and to streamline your services and, and really just keep up with demands so that you can scale sustainably and really capitalize on all these ample opportunities in your market. So in review, just you need to have the cash to scale. You need to have value-based pricing. You need to have a manager who's going to take over all the day-to-day so you can really focus working on the business instead of in it. And then that team led by your manager is going to actually 
streamline, increase profits, and really help you meet those staff demands as you're continuing to increase quality. That's what ultimately allows you to capitalize on all the opportunities in your marketplace. So those are those four things that you need to have for your scale strategy. If you would like to look at more details for what is it actually going to take to be able to put this in place in your company, I invite you to come to our next executive briefing. And in this executive briefing, we're going to walk through these five exits for how do you be able to remove yourself from the day-to-day so you can focus working on the business and what should you actually be focusing on the business as the CEO? What is it going to take to be able to get to $100,000 a month in profits? And what will it really take to be able to lay the foundation to be able to scale to eight figures and beyond? Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Hands Off CEO podcast. I am your host, Mandy Ellison, signing off.